Amen. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. Let the presence of God move you today. Amen. How many is grateful for the Holy Ghost? I'm not ashamed. When they came out of that upper room, they were speaking in other tongues. Oh, ain't no telling. They looked like they were drunk. Some were drunk on the spirit. Well, we too dignified. Amen. Then you've been a sure stander. My God, this morning, God's not looking for somebody to stand on the shore. He's looking for somebody that's ready to get in the flow. Can somebody shout yes? Give him glory today. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Ezekiel this morning. I told you I wasn't going to preach long. I'm not going to preach long. But I've got a word. Y'all just sit tight. I've got a word that I believe through this revival, post-revival, God has given me. Play something soft if you will. Ezekiel chapter 47. We got it. Say amen. I can preach all afternoon if y'all want me to, but I want God to have his way here. Ezekiel is having a vision of the temple of God. In the previous chapters, they have discussed. He has been shown the sacrifices and the temple and the things that would take place there. And in verse 47, he is seeing a vision that is most important in the millennial kingdom, but also in this generation that we're living in today. Bible said in verse 1 that he brought me back to the door of the temple and there was water flowing from under the threshold toward the east. For the front of the temple faced east and water was flowing from under the right side of the temple south of the altar. And he brought me out by way of the north gate and led me around on the outside to the outer gateway that faces east and there was water. Somebody shout water. And that water was running out on the right side. When the man went out to the east with a line in his hands, he measured 1,000 cubits, and he brought me through the waters, and the waters came to my ankles. And again, he measured 1,000 and brought me to the waters, and the waters came up to my knees. And he measured 1,000 and brought me through, and the water came up to my waist. And again, he measured 1,000, and it was a river that I could not cross, for the water was too deep, water in which one must swim, a river that could not be crossed. And he said unto me, Son of man, as thou seen this, then he brought me and caused me to return to the brink of the river. And when I had returned at the bank of the river, there were very many trees on the one side and on the other. And they said unto me, These waters issue out toward the east country and down into the desert and go into the sea, which being brought forth into the sea, the waters shall be healed. And it shall come to pass at everything. Somebody shout everything. 
that liveth which moveth whithersoever the river shall come shall live and there shall be a great multitude of fish because these waters shall come thither for they shall be healed and everything that shall live wherever the river cometh and it shall come to pass that the fisher shall stand upon in Gedi even unto in and they shall be a place to spread forth their nets their fish shall be according to their kinds as fish of the great sea exceeding many but the miry places thereof and the marshes thereof shall not be healed they shall be given to salt and by the river upon the bank on this side and that shall grow all trees for meat whose leaves shall not fade neither shall the fruit thereof be consumed it shall bring forth new fruit according to his months because these waters they issue out of the sanctuary somebody let me say that again these waters issue out of the sanctuary your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost and my Bible said out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water out of your life out of your life touch somebody around you and say out of your belly from your temple shall flow rivers of living water this is not only true in the future messianic kingdom of God so you got to understand something about Jerusalem they didn't have a river but I'm telling you there's one all the way can somebody give him glory I said there's one on the way and this river's going to flow from the temple of God according to Ezekiel the Bible said that God will provide the water amen and everything that it touches it's going to heal and change and bring life all the way to the dead sea which hath no life in it is going to somebody do you want to live a life that is alive today I want to preach just for a moment on this thought, the river of God. The river of God. Father, may your agile blessing to the reading of your word. May you hide your servant behind the cross of Calvary. And this morning, may we leave this place changed by the river. By the river of God today. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. You can be seated in the house of the Lord. I won't keep you long as I said, but it's important for us to realize that what Ezekiel is seeing here futuristically has the power of great revelation. How many knows that God is faithful? God is faithful. And the promises of Israel that God has given time and time and time again will begin to be manifest at the millennial reign of Christ. It's important for us to realize as we see what Ezekiel is describing here, not only the physical, but also the spiritual part of things. How many knows that God moves by his spirit today? Give him glory if you want to. God moves by his spirit today. 
Lives are saved because they're born again by the Spirit of God. Amen. Miracles happen as God moves by his Holy Spirit. Jesus, who declared that he would send the Comforter, has helped us to understand the power of God is moved by his Spirit, through his Spirit. So why would we not want his Spirit moving in our lives? I don't know about you today, but as I begin to think about this throughout the week, I could not shake it because of the, the latter part of, uh, of, of verses uh, uh, 3 through 5. The most uh, uh, intriguing thing that stood out to me that I believe is very important post uh, a revival. But as I begin to notice in Scripture's reading that Ezekiel was walking around and being shown a tour of the temple, he begins to see some things that are happening that I believe were important and should be happening in our churches today. Amen. Number one, God should be having his way in the temple. Let me say that again. God should be having his way in the temple of God. Too long man has had their way. In many times, in many cases, man has called the shots. But I'm telling you, it's time to let God have his way in the sanctuary of God again. Amen. Oh, God, don't get me wrong. Works through men and women of God today, and that's important to realize. But those men and women of God should be seeking the presence of God and the Holy Spirit and the river of God to move in their life. You ain't paying somebody to look pretty. I'm seeking God. The council is seeking God today, amen. And you ought to be seeking God and saying, God, have your Mahonda, he called have your way in the house of God there's nothing we can do without God that can generate a revival there's nothing we can do without God that can bring about restoration there's nothing we can do without God that can bring about revelation we need his spirit moving in our churches today and not just during revival but every day Said every day of our lives. Revival's not over. Let me say that again. Revival's not over. We may have stopped having the services, but revival's not over. Because too many people done tapped in to something very important. Somebody ought to hear that. Somebody done tapped into something. When God starts baptizing in the Holy Ghost and God starts sanctifying and God starts moving by His Spirit, we're in revival. When God starts changing lives, we're in revival. When He takes what's broken and turns it around, we're in revival. I can't do it. You can't do it. But thank God, when God shows up, How many felt God's presence this week? How many has had that experience? If you were baptized in the Holy Ghost this week, just stand up and give God a shout right now.
Come on now. Don't stop. Just give God a praise. I praise him because his river is flowing in my life. Y'all with me? There's a river that flows. I said there's a river that flows. You can't see it, but I promise you, you can feel it because I'm Oh, preacher, I don't feel nothing you're feeling. Then get in the river. Take a trip off of the dry, sandy shores of nothing and get in the river. Ezekiel looks in. He sees water. What's good about that? Water brings life. Refreshing. They didn't have much of it. They had the springs there. But they never had a river. Back in the Garden of Eden, there was a river that fed. It was two great rivers. And it brought life. How many remember that? That river brought life. Everything grew, was nourished. Then came the fall of man. And how often throughout the testimony of the Old Testament did they find themselves living in dry seasons when they could have been living in the river. Come on, somebody. Their disobedience disconnected them. They could have had all the blessings of God in some of the most precarious moments, but they chose to walk away from him. And in Reference to that, they would find themselves oftentimes imprisoned, taken captive. God would hold back his favor and he would allow the enemy to come in and try to refocus them again. And many would continue through the process of being disconnected until at some moment someone would begin to cry out and say, I've had enough of living like this. I'm telling you, the world is bad enough. The world's done gone crazy. And I don't need a dead church or a dead God in the midst of this life. We need a river. That river 
that we need can bring life and refreshing. Can I tell somebody even right now that what can happen in our community, what can happen in our homes and in our schools and on our jobs and in America again is when we allow the river of the Holy Spirit and God to flow from his sanctuary in into the dead places of society. God give us a revelation that we don't have to stay dried up Some of you going back home to the most miserable place that you could ever abide. I'm just going to be, be honest. I don't know who y'all are. I'm just telling what the Holy Ghost said. Some of you going to leave here and go right back home and you're miserable there. It's dry. It's oppressive. It's sad. What you need is to get a glimpse of the river and say, my God, I don't have to go back home in this same state. I can let the river flow into my home on my job. You don't have to have a dry, broken, disruptive, oppressive state in your home. When the river's flowing, it'll touch everything. It'll touch your mama. It'll touch your daddy. It'll touch your family. It'll touch your friends. He'll touch my good. He'll touch your animals. It'll touch and it'll change your life. This is what I'm talking about. Ain't nothing ever changed from a dry dead state until the refreshing came over it. Ezekiel said, trying to hurry. Ezekiel said, I saw the water. It was coming from the temple. And this man, he began to measure a thousand cubits out. And this is where a lot of people have gotten today. They got their feet in the water. all the way up to their ankles. And they're saying, bless me if you can. They had a touch of God's presence. But they refused to go any further. I'm saved and satisfied. I don't need no more than this. This is all I want. I just want to watch as I look out upon the, the river and I want to see God move. I want to see the wondrous works of God. But I'm staying right here. I'm going to give you the play-by-play. -play, but can I tell you, nothing beats an experience. And Ezekiel got out ankle deep. 
he began to realize as the, the, the man there was measuring another thousand cubits that there was more to this. And he, he carried him out until he was knee deep. Some folk done got here. And Lord, that's enough for them. I'm still able to control somewhat my life. I can have an experience with the Holy Spirit and still be able to control the narrative. When you get to your knees, some theologians say that's a representation of prayer. When your ankles are deep, it's not enough. So you move on up to your knees and you start praying, Lord, sanctify me. Lord, set me apart. Lord, prepare me as I go deeper. Let me say it this way. I've stepped into the water. I done got saved by the Spirit of God. My ankles, amen, can feel his presence. Now I'm stepping a little bit further and I'm praying, God, that same upper room experience that they had, Jesus said, go on a little deeper. Go to the upper room. Go and wait. I'm going a little deeper and I'm praying. Sanctify me and fill me with the Holy Spirit. And he get a little bit further. A thousand cubits. Amen. And before he knew it, it was a river too deep for him. Amen. He couldn't control anything. He had the Holy Spirit in the first level, but now the Holy Holy Spirit has him today. Feel me. How many feel that way, Lord? Feel me. I'm not ashamed. Feel me. I want to go deeper. Stoneville, we're going deeper. It may not be politically correct. It may not be religiously correct. And we may look like we have lost our minds. But in the midst of all that, as long as we've gotten down deeper in the water and we've become filled with his spirit and he is in control of our lives and our church and flowing again, this is all that matters. You can laugh at me, mock me, mock the church, but let us have the power of the river that's able to change. Stand with me if you will. Please stand with me. Come on, girl. Listen. We're not in a competition to get approval from the religious arena. We're not in a competition with churches in the area. We're not trying to keep up with Jones Street Pentecostal Church. We're just saying like Ezekiel, I want to see the river. I want to see the water flowing.
from my temple. From my temple. How, how many saved today? You're saved. If you're saved, he may give God praise if you're saved. I'm saved. How many saved and satisfied today? How many saved and satisfied? I didn't get too many hand claps on that one. How many intends on staying right where you're at and not going a step further? Thank you, thank you, Lord. I didn't get no amen there either. Then how many would say, God, I'm going deeper. I'm not satisfied here. I'm going deeper. You don't have to tell nobody. Maybe you're at the ankles. Maybe you're at the knees. But you just got to make a determination this morning. I'm going deeper into the river. Because you got to understand that the only thing that was changing the things around them and bringing restoration and will bring restoration to Israel as they come out of exile and they join back in Jerusalem at the millennial reign is the river of God today. If you want your children saved, they need the river of God flowing in your life. The Holy Spirit Maybe you got a boss man. Anybody ever had an unsaved boss man? Let me tell you what happened. Can I tell you what we used to gather, I not long got out of high school, was working at a perlite factory. One of the greatest testimonies I'll ever remember on my job is we had a supervisor that we would pray, me and my cousin and him and two or three others sometimes, sometimes just me and him and my cousin. We would pray before, before the job would start. Sometimes we'd meet in the parking lot and we'd take turns meeting in each other's car. And we prayed for a man by the name of Lenny Laird. He was the plant manager. One of the filthiest mouths you ever, you ever heard. Hard man to work for. We prayed for him. I'd heard Terry pray, call his name out many times. Didn't matter what you did to him it was, or did for him, it was always wrong. If you got production out, it, it still wasn't enough, and he'd cuss you out. And I hated it when he would use the Lord's name in vain. And after several months, I got tired of listening to it. We prayed for him. I got tired of listening to it. You know what I did? I was young. I left. I walked off the job. And on the way out, I told Terry, I said, Terry, I will not listen to a man talk about my God the way he does. And maybe I was wrong for walking out. But we were praying for him, but I'd had all I could stand. About a year later, I run into Terry. He said, Brother Brett, you ain't going to believe it. I said, talk to me. He said, you remember Lenny, the plant manager? I said, yeah, I do. He got saved. He said that wasn't enough. He didn't just get saved. He's teaching Sunday school now. 
And if he ever tunes in and watches this, I'm sure he'll call and confirm it. But Terry said God changed his life and turned it around. Why? Because uh, if you get in the river and let the river flow through you, amen, they can't but help uh, but the sinner man come in contact with it and there's chance uh, that those those that are living in darkness uh, can come to know uh, the life-giving power of God by his spirit. Uh, a revelation that Jesus uh, is Lord and God saves today. Don't you tell me God can't save anybody. Don't you tell me we can't have revival go on and on and on until Jesus comes. Don't you tell me that. You can come in and sit there sometime like a knot on a log. Amen, because you're tired and God understands that. But don't talk about me if I'm getting all beside myself and want to worship God and get in the river. I pray God will let the river touch you and then bring revival to your spirit. Amen. Let me go ahead and tell you, I have bad days. Yeah, I do. I don't need you to be dragging when I'm having a bad day. Amen. Sometimes I may come in here and have a smile on my face, but I ain't moving too much. I'm, I'm having a bad day. You know how to turn that thing around? Tap into the river. <laughs> Tap into the river. Let the river of God flow through your life. Tap into the river. And before you know it, amen, you'll be able to lift those feeble hands that are hanging down and lift your voice to God. Sometime, amen, we need to be around somebody that is excited. Don't you hang around the negative. Get around somebody that's got a river flowing. In their life. Get around somebody today that has a river flowing in them and out of them and through them today. I want to ask you this morning in closing how many wants to go deeper? How many is not going to be moved by the status quo? How many said I'm going if I got to go by myself? I'm going to get more of God if I've got to go by myself. If mama don't go, I'm getting more. If daddy don't go, I'm getting more. If that's you this morning that says I'm going deeper, I don't want you to hesitate. I want to ask you to step out from where you're at. Hey, bad, and just begin to flood these altars and say, here I am, Lord. I'm going deeper. Let your spirit flow through me. Holy Spirit, move through my life.